Welcome to Make It Sacred Podcast, where I invite you to get messy with me as we dive deep into conversations about all things self-discovery, self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love. I'm your host, Courtney Barr, and I'm excited to be on this journey together. Here we go. Hey, welcome back. This is Courtney from Make It Sacred. And Anna from Human Becoming. And we are having a conversation today, and we're not really sure what it's about. (laughs) (laughs) We just knew we needed to sit down and jam out, and... I I wish there would have been a microphone here as, like, a fly on the wall for that last conversation, because it was gold. It was so good. I know. And then trying to sit down and remember what it was even about was, like, wait, so many things. Feminism and... Celtic ancestry (laughs) and magic and spirit. Yeah, and healing and the sisterhood wound and just... I feel, yeah, we sat here and just had... <laughs> For I was, like an hour. Yeah, I was here I was here to get acupuncture done and instead, like, we, I mean, I got the acupuncture, but we... That was the real reason you came in. Yeah, no, but we sat in and just, like, well, because we've been, like, friends for a while, but, like, yeah. not, haven't really fully connected. We've been a part well, of the same like community. that was, like, the first 3D meeting. Yeah. 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 Even I though feel, I felt like I already knew you. Yeah, because it's been, like, three years that we connected and then... Yeah, I mean, and we've had, like, such similar paths. That so similar. I know. I embarrassingly have not listened to your episodes yet, but <laughs> I okay. do read all of your things on Facebook, and it's like reading my own diary. Thank you. It's amazing. Yeah, our paths have been super, super similar. Yeah, 100%. I feel like my earrings are dingling. So <laughs> like, Jingle bells. Yeah, you guys are going to get some. <laughs> so... The thing I was about to say before we just started the recording, which I wanted to include on the recording, was mm-hmm. that um, in the last episode that I just posted, like, a day ago or mm-hmm. two days ago or something like that, just came to me. It was one of those things that was like, you need this needs to be recorded immediately. Yeah. And I got very specific about things that I believe about the divine and about spirit in one of the most public ways I have ever. You know, like, it's something that I talk about a lot with my friends and with people that I know kind of vibe with me on that, but I've never vocalized my opinion on those things and manifestation and the law of attraction and and how spirit connects with us and everything happening for a reason because those things can hold a lot of weight and they... They're still very taboo. yeah, Yeah, I think so, and... I, I almost feel like it was a, like, a practice or, like, a, I don't know, just something that needed to happen before we had this conversation because a lot of the things that we talked about were things that I'm obviously very passionate about. So are you. Yeah. But they're not things that I talk about publicly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been really working in the last couple of years. Like, my whole thing is, like, normalizing the conversation around difficult things, whether that's, like, mental health struggles, whether... It's trauma, whether it's, like, spirituality things, like, and I feel like there's this, this um, really big shift happening in our community, especially with, with women, of, like, coming out of the broom closet kind of thing, like, talking Absolutely. about, I have goosebumps right now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really coming out as these, like, uh, spiritual beings that I think we 
naturally are because of our intuitive, um, our intuitive, our intuitions and just a lot of things. And, um, I do think that there's a little bit of this, like, it's trendy to be spiritual, you know, but like the new age movement kind of, yeah. But like those of us who have been connected to these things for ever, like, I know that for me, like these things have been very, very present for me, like my whole life. Mm -hmm. And these weren't things that were present in my household. These were things that like just innate to you. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. And I've always felt like I've identified as this black sheep, whether Mm -hmm. it's like in my family or it's in my friends or just the community, like, working in in the mental health community, you know, we were just talking about this, like, me being in this kind of box, in this clinical world, where I needed to adhere to certain things that um, didn't allow for me to be the full expression of who I am, and, you know, I couldn't sit down with clients and talk about, like, how, like, I couldn't bring in the spiritual aspect and the the holistic aspect of, um, of, like, those modalities, in those clinical settings kind of thing. And so I feel like there is this coming out of the broom closet kind of vibe energy shift going on right now for a lot of us. I feel that too. And it was actually a source of shame for me for a while. Like even had family members kind of try and dissuade me from like talking about some of the things that I do because acupuncture itself can be something that people consider kind of woo-woo and esoteric. And when I started taking a training to become certified in astrology and, like, being more open about doing tarot readings and, like, wanting to include that in my treatments and in my practice because that is where my passion lies, it was a lot of, like, ooh, but, you know, people don't already take you so seriously anyways. Like, are you sure you want to do that to yourself? Yeah. Such shame. Oh, so much shame. Mm -hmm. So much. Yeah. And it's it's taken me. That was, was like, two years ago when we had that conversation, and it's taken me about this long to be able to actually start to have the conversation yeah. and be able to move in that direction. Like even just last night I had my patient come in for a treatment and then a tarot reading after. And that was like her treatment. And it was so perfect. It was like, I was gonna say, how is, did you feel? After oh that? God. It was like so fulfilling and nourishing. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is why I do what I do because we were able to really help her clarify things that she was struggling with and kind of pare it down and boil it down so that she knew like where to go when she walked out the door instead yeah. of feeling better like her nervous system was yeah. obviously feeling better her yeah. knee was feeling better but she like spiritually and emotionally I felt like walked out feeling like she had a game plan yeah and that is that's the point that's why I love this so much so yeah yeah well and because I think that the um, the approach that we take is is holistic not just like natural holistic but as a whole like looking Everything. at things yeah mind body and soul and you know one thing you know, I wouldn't change my time in the mental health field because I feel like it's given me this um, super deep, full picture of the human psyche and why things are so important and why things work the way that they do. And then, you know, like, and then I've got the the yoga and, like, anatomy part of it, and then I've got the, the spiritual side. And, and, like, yeah, I have, like, I've done trainings and certifications and workshops, like, as I'm sure you have, but that is, like, also just naturally who we are, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So we, I and I'll just speak for myself, but I know like these courses or things that I've done have given me, you know, maybe the terminology that I needed that I, you know, just kind of informed me, 
but they were informing me on things and helping me tap into things on a deeper level that I was already tapped into. It just gave you the words. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Oh, but yeah. And I feel like too, the, the whole coming out of the um, witch closet or broom closet kind of thing is like we can call it witchiness. Which yeah, I feel like that's part of it. That's yeah. part of the shame, right? It like is, that's a dirty word. It is a really dirty word, and like, and then it like you know, I know one of the things that we were like we got to talk about this is the sisterhood wound, and if you really think about it, like if you you know go back in time, we jump in our little uh, time capsules and we go back to ancient times like or not that ancient it wasn't actual well no I guess it was a couple hundred years ago but still (laughs) it still feels so recent though you know like and I guess that's like that's the thing that I always kind of toy with in my head I was like oh you know that was so so long ago and then I'm like actually it wasn't because it's still present I feel like there is something to be said for like the rise of Christianity and women feeling like they can't stand in their power they're not allowed allowed to stand in their power but I never want that to feel like it's like, a criticism of, like, Christians today. Like, yeah. I never want to alienate anybody because I was Christian for a while, and I think that might be why I had such fear of, like, going public with yeah. my spirituality. And that could mean that there are other Christians, too, that are looking for connection to source, connection for the divine, to the divine. Like, there's so much to be said about the feeling that you get when you're worshiping and gathering together. And so I think that's what I was gravitating towards. I didn't... I just... I just knew it wasn't quite what I was looking for, mm-hmm. and then thankfully I was able to interact with like other people and other women that were on this spiritual journey that could show me a way that works for me, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that's that's a big one for me because it yeah. there is a lot of st- like uncomfortability and fear about talking about this publicly for like we are a quote-unquote Christian nation and so like it's it can be a little uncomfortable and it's like very judging I guess it it is because like well one I can so relate to because I grew up in not a super like devout Christian household but like that's where like my roots are and my mom was really starting to explore her uh spirituality like when I was born and just like since then um and but her, like her parents are, um, they're born again Christian, like and and very um, committed to their beliefs. Which, like for me, I feel like that's a beautiful thing. Whatever you really resonate with, I have no judgments on that, you know. And it, I, I just think it's, you know, do no harm kind of thing. Absolutely. And, you know, but um, whatever but gives you joy. I feel like that's a really big one. Yeah. It's like, if it, if it truly is making your heart joyful, go for it. Yeah. And that, that will make you a better person. Exactly, yeah. As long as you're, as long as you feel that fulfillment, you feel that connection that you're seeking, and it gives you, yeah, that, that joy, and you're showing up as the best version of yourself mm-hmm. that you believe that you can be, then, like, great. Like, that. there's no shame in that. But I don't think that it's always given back that same way when it comes to the spiritual community and I think that a lot of times um you know it it can just feel a little nerve-wracking to come out and be like but this is what I believe and Mm -hmm. and yes it's different than yours and yes there's like you know questions that you may have about it but there's so much um of that judgmental kind of energy and also because of like 
the history, like, and I hate, like, it's not, like, we don't need to live in the past, but, right, like, we like do need to... Right, it's like, want to be, like, a victim. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. But it's, like, we have to talk about the energy of the past in order to understand why there's still that... here. Yeah, why there's still that, like, um, residue here. Yeah. And I think that at the end of the day, um... I know for me, when I post something and I'm like, wow, like, I feel like this is really talking from soul. Mm. One of my thoughts really is like, what are, what are my friends that don't believe these things, that believe things that, you know, conflict with this or contradict this? What are they going to say? I've had friends like straight up tell me like, you know, I love you, but like these beliefs, um, like in my belief, this means that you're like, in cahoots with the devil kind of thing and like I pray for you a lot yeah and um you know and I'm like it's it's so hard because I'm like well like I don't have that like judgment towards you like I'm like it doesn't change how I see you as a human but it's not the same way so it can be really challenging to like stand in your truth and share your message when you're when you there is that almost energy of like Am I going to be persecuted in some way? Mm-hmm. And that seems, like, dramatic to people who may not fully get this. Right. But, but it's it, true. It's That's really how it feels. Yeah. It's, like, are people going to, um, yeah, like, are they going to alienate me? Or are they going to stop being my friend? I have, like, friends who, like, don't follow my, like, my stuff, my business stuff. They don't show up and support me, not because they don't love me, but because, like, they just, it's... what I'm saying is confronting Mm -hmm. to them in some way or it contradicts what they believe and so I've really had to like learn how to let that go and not internalize that but I have to give you so much props for that because you post stuff that I wish I could post like I wish I had the guts (laughs) (laughs) I look at it sometimes and I'm just like damn that girl she's going for it and I'm like so here for it I love it yeah and that's so interesting that you say that because I'm still like there's so much more to say. Like, there's so, so much deeper much to go. And I was actually writing this last night on... Um, and then I, I ended up not posting it. I think because, like, Instagram, like, shut down. Like, you know how, like, sometimes the app restarts itself? And yeah, I was like, like, damn. Is this a sign? Yeah, yeah. And I think... It, I don't think it was a sign that I didn't need to say what I needed to say. I think it was more of a sign of, like, you time. need to stop working. Because I, oh. I was, like... It was one of those days yesterday where I was just, like, staring at my phone all day, like, getting work, work done. done. Um, but yeah, it was talking about how, like, um, there's, like, my platform has really changed and morphed, especially over the last year, but, like, more so in the last couple of months, and before it was really just focused on, like, kind of the mental health, like, clinical, like, that kind of support, and now it's just a lot of soul, and, like, a lot of, like, talking about all these things, and... And I've noticed, like, how people unfollow, and that's, like, totally fine, but it's it's always that, like, those moments where you have to, like, check yourself of mm-hmm. how you're, what you're making it mean about you. Yeah. You know? Like, absolutely. Because I feel like if, if, if it's coming to us, that's for a reason, but it, it is hard especially because we're both entrepreneurs too like right. so yeah we, our <laughs> business depends on people but yeah we want the people that are meant to find us to find us and yeah. we can't there's a quote and I say this with like tongue-in-cheek but it said like let your weirdness show so yeah. that other weirdos can find you yeah. or something like that yeah because at the end of the day working with people 
on a superficial level is not going to be what nourishes me or my business. Mm. And so, yeah. yeah, it's just a constant reminder of, like, being open and authentic so that, you know, I'm attracting the clients and the people like you into my yeah. life so we can have these conversations yeah. and we can, I don't know, support each other together because... I think that makes a really big difference. I think that, especially for a long time, it was very isolating mm-hmm. because, I mean, we grew. I mean, we grew up in an era where like we didn't really have social media when we were children. So when we were feeling like the black sheep of the family, then that was just the way that it was. We didn't know there were other people feeling the exact right. same way, mm-hmm. and so now we have this ability to connect with each other in a way that we never really had before. And so we're seeing like, oh, there is actually a call for this, and there are other people and other women that are showing up and here to yeah I don't know heal the sister wound yeah yeah the sisterhood one has been like a really big thing for me I think in the last like two years probably and um yeah like I think you know again like let's go back in history of like and and it it goes hand in hand with like coming out of the broom closet thing like of women not having each other's backs Mm -hmm. and Something that I had to really work on for a long time, um, and I, like, I hated saying it at first, but now I'm just, like, it's just, it it just is what it was, or it was what it was, of this, like, trying not to be, like, quote-unquote, other women. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm not like them. Like, I'm not dramatic. I'm not that. Like, I don't have emotions like that. Like, you know, and always just trying to, like, separate myself um, from, from women. And part of it was, like you know, mom wound. Some of it was, like, you know, growing up and not having girls have my back. Like, always feeling like I was trying to be, like, the best friend I could be and not receiving. Part of that is also, like, being someone who, like, uh, would always overgive. Yeah, Um, I resonate with that. Well, I think, too, in our society, women are looked at as less than men. Yeah. You throw like a girl. You run like a girl. Yeah. Like, that, we're in nearly... Yeah, like, women can dress like men, but if men dress like women, now it's an issue because innately, women are less than men, quote-unquote. That's just how our society views things. Yeah. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah, and just, like, always separating myself, and it's just, like... Yeah, I mean, I think even so, like, being mad and, like, calling women names, like, or, you know, and it's not about, like, not having your feelings about whatever happened, but it's about being aware and bringing, like, bringing awareness to, like, how you contribute to this collective wound of women not supporting women, and I think that's why, like, this whole, uh, like, uh, wave of feminism that's happening now, especially, especially with social media, like you said, like, because it's so present, and if you're not getting women that. are going holy shit there's so many people here like yeah. let's all get yeah I feel yeah. it it's like a wave yeah and it's so nice and I think that's the positive of social media um I think there's the light and the dark for sure but like mm-hmm. the light of it is like getting to see that other people are right where you are and that you know they feel the same way and that they're moving towards the same thing and not feeling alone um but yeah that sisterhood moon thing has been like a a really interesting thing to navigate because it's, you know, when you don't know that there are people like you, you end up being friends with people who are not the same, like, not like you and not in a negative, like, that you're better or worse than, you know. Just but not just, someone who can connect with you on that soul-to-soul level. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it doesn't give you that deep support and sisterhood that we're all searching for, I think. Yeah. 
I had a conversation with somebody, actually we've had several conversations about this because we've had differing opinions, so I thought mm-hmm. this is kind of interesting. He, as a man, mm-hmm. was very much about, it has to be a balance of masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. It has to be a balance of masculine and feminine. And I don't disagree. I think that it we do need to eventually get to a place where we can have the divine masculine and the divine feminine together. Mm-hmm within our society collectively and it's also within ourselves, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we have to also heal, like, the anima and the animus within ourselves. Yeah. However, it's just like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. If we were in this patriarchal society for so long, it's not like we can think that all of a sudden we're just going to have harmony. We have to swing in the other direction. We have yeah. to go from too hot to ho- too cold before we can get to just right. Like, yeah. So while a lot of the... A lot of the anger that women have towards men, a lot of anger that I think a lot of people have towards the patriarchy right now, while some of it is even on the verge of, and crossing the line of unhealthy, I think it's necessary Yeah. to get us to where we need to be eventually. It's like yeah. the pendulum has to swing both ways before we can meet in the middle. Yeah, totally. And, like, anger, like, you know, when you suppress anger for so long, when something's being it suppressed, it has to blow up, and then you find that balance, and... I do think, like, you know, we can all bring awareness to, like, this concept so that it can kind of help us, like, learn to navigate a little bit more. Um, But at the same time, I think you're 100% right. I think, like, you know, feminism isn't about now women being, like, you know, overpowering or, like, superseding men in any way, but it's more of, like... We need, like, we, we need, need to gain rise. the ground. Yeah. We need to, yeah, we yeah. need to have our moment first yeah. before we can, yeah, allow ourselves to... Because harmony is Feel ultimately the, yeah. the goal. Equanimity. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's And it's it's interesting, too. Like, I think, um, you know, we're just seeing that in, like, every way. And I think it's what you said is perfect about, like, also finding that within ourselves. Like, healing the masculine and the feminine wounds that we have. Like, healing the, the mom wounds, the dad wounds, mm-hmm. the sister wounds, the brother wounds. Like, right? Like, all of those things that are our responsibility and I think there are people who want to stay in that like well this is just what happened in my life and this is just who I am so fuck it you know Mm -hmm. and like just kind of stay in that place which is like I don't I don't think there's any right or wrong way to live so like if that's where you want to be like okay that if that's your empowered choice like if you're staying saying that from a place of like I'm just fine with being here okay like I'm not gonna yeah well and it's not up for us to decide that for somebody else but I yeah. do love that we can have the conversation because I think there are people that want to heal and they just don't know how yeah and so I don't think a lot of people understand like healing the mother wound and healing the father wound and I I am seeing this Jungian analyst which I just think <laughs> is like the best millennial Me thing ever just, I love that you put <laughs> You posted this picture and about it and or, or like yeah that post about it and I was like oh my god I have one too I see her of course sa- you do I see her every Saturday and, uh, and it's like it's amazing yeah um, and I think the picture was like struggling to pay my rent but on my way to go see my young analyst who yeah. literally is an hour away in LA so yeah <laughs> That's so funny but one of the things that she has me do I mean she has me do a lot of different things but. As we're working to heal the subconscious and a lot of, like, my animus wounds, Mm -hmm. she has me actually 
writing and having a conversation with the, the masculine within me. And so I write with my right hand any questions or conversation I want to start. And then with my left hand, I answer is that. Mm-hmm. And it is unbelievable what can come through your subconscious when you write through your other hand. Yeah. It's honestly like getting a download yeah. or channeling. Like, yeah. I, it was not, it was not a conscious thought. Yeah. And there are just, there's so many different, I'm, I say that to, to, let people know, like, there's so many different ways in order to find the healing within yourself, which is what I think that we need, at least a majority of people, the people who are feeling called for this, like you said, there are going to be people that want to sit in their victimhood, and that's fine, that's their choice, and it's their journey, but for the people that don't, there are so many different ways, like, you are not, it's not a life sentence. Yeah. Yeah. There are ways to... In, interact and like connect with your subconscious so that we can do that healing within ourselves and I think that once we're doing that for us it's going to start reflecting the society yeah I think that's the one of the only ways that we can kind of start to shift things well it does start with us like the individual right like and when I do the work in my life it it does have an effect on the people around me. Oh my god, and well it's like a mirror, right? Because exactly. what you're seeing in other people is just unhealed parts of yourself. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I think, like, you know, when I when I choose to break the cycle, then, it, then there is an impact. Even if it's not the best... Because I really had to let go of the, um, the unrealistic expectations of my, what my family are going to do, right? Yeah. Like, when I choose to do this, are my is my family going to follow suit? Are they, you know, and then are we going to be this, like, big, happy family one day? Like, you know, maybe, maybe not. But, like, I can't allow my expectations to dictate what I feel I need to do for myself. And you're right. Like, it's not an, it's not a life sentence. And it's also an ongoing journey. Like Yeah, like, it's never going to end. Exactly. It's not like there's a destination. Yeah. There's always another layer to heal away yeah and I remember like for a long time I felt like uh like oh like when is it gonna end like I just want to like I just want like to be healed right like I think a lot of people are feeling that right now because it's been a really intense few months for people yeah and yeah I I felt like that a couple of times (laughs) yeah like can I just have a moment I actually had someone ask me one time he was like I feel like you're always doing something you're always working on something you're always I don't bigger business, bigger yeah. home, better you. Like, there's always something that you're working towards. He's like, do you ever just like exist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that mean? I don't. Way know. to call me out. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Just be. Just be. Like, yeah. Oh, right. I think that's the practice of moment to moment. Yeah. For me, because I don't think I'll ever stop. Yeah. Striving. Yeah. I just think it's just part of my nature. And I think that there's like so much like, so much goodness to that, you know, like, I relate 100%, like, my boyfriend is always, like, yeah, you know, um, he asked me one time, he was, like, you know, is this, like, a perfectionism thing, or whatever, and I was, like, no, I just genuinely, like, like, I'm an explorer by nature, Mm -hmm. I just like exploring myself, I like exploring different perspectives, I like going into, like, the depths of like my darkness and like figuring stuff out and like you know a little feng shui in my <laughs> inner Inside world feng shui, yeah, I love it so much yeah <laughs> and like my um my therapist my <laughs> my analyst um she she's like um what did she say she was like you know your um Persephone 
the goddess. Mm. But she was like, but you just don't know it yet. And but I that's was, so good because that's like you're what the goddess of springtime, the and, light and the dark because you go down to the underworld. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So like in the um, in the mythology, like in her story, Hades brings her to the underworld. She to, lives there half the year. Yeah, and like once she goes down there, she like learns to be really comfortable in her discomfort in mm. her story, and it's so it's symbolic because. In my life, like, I got super pulled into the darkness and was like, how the fuck do I get out of here, you know? And was just, like, trying so hard to do everything I could to, like, get out and to, like, fix things and all the instant gratifications and the addictions and, oh, you know, yeah. all the things, right? Like, OCD, like, how do I uh, avoid and escape all of these things? Escapism was my Distraction, jam. distraction, distraction. Uh-huh. And when I finally was like, you know what? Like, I'm here. Like, I might as well embrace it and really work on myself like that's when everything changed I honestly feel like I have experienced that on different levels like we said just the layers as we get deeper and it hasn't been with until within the last few months that I have found the joy of that yeah where I have actually consciously become aware of when I'm resisting and then consciously choose to not resist it. And I, I mean, I hear it and I have heard it so often where they're like, just lean into it, lean into it. That's been such a theme, especially if you do yoga yeah. or you go to therapy, like you surrender, surrender. It's like this big thing. And like, what does that even mean? How like do that we is, surrender? Yeah. What, how does, what does that look like? Yeah. And like coming from brain though, like exactly. tell me the step by step. Tell me the step by step. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's so different, like moment to moment, and like yeah. experience to experience. And like this, I feel like this is one of the first times in my entire life where I've actually been able to consciously choose that, and it's like exciting. I'm like ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah, like What's up, okay. darkness. Yeah, like I see oh, you. let's go. Like maybe I want to go a little bit deeper. Which in my past has yeah. been like no, I don't want to. Like I'll, I'll go as deep as I need yeah. to. Like, I've definitely felt connected to shadow work because of all of the stuff that I've gone through, but I didn't really understand what that meant until now because now it's like, this is what it feels like to be comfortable there. Yeah. This is what it feels like to not want to control, to not want to cling, to not want to try and claw Mm -hmm. my way out and distract my way from this. It's like, I can just live here. It's a... there are no words. Yeah. No, it's liberating. It's amazing. Right? I yeah. have goosebumps. Right? Yeah. And I know, like, I can feel that there are even deeper layers than where I'm mm-hmm. at right now, but this is the first, like, taste that I've had of, like, okay, I yeah. can get I can get used to this. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it is, like, nice to, I feel like it's almost, like, I think of, like, a, um, a person in, like, a movie or, like, a cartoon or something, like, messing with, like, like, being tempted by, like, the quote-unquote dark side and, like, feeling good in it or whatever, and not in a bad way, like, it's not like there's anything harmful that's happening in our shadow, right, but it's just more of, like, a, oh, like, I can tap into, like, not only leaning into, the discomfort of this and exploring the things that I need to address because like they're there whether we want to address them or not exactly and there's also this like different side of me that I get to like play with like there's this yeah different energy. that's what it feels like and it's yeah. there's, there's a joy and a mischievousness yeah and it's just like rebel yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and my purple hair thing. yeah <laughs> I know I know so funny yeah um yeah, it was interesting because I started to, and this is something that I was, I've been exploring the last like year or so as well, is that the toxic light, like the fake mm. light that I think is so 
present within a lot of the quote unquote spiritual communities. And just people in general, to be well, yeah. honest with you. Yeah, the whole but good vibes. But especially the spiritual people. Yes. Yeah. The whole good vibes only thing drives me bananas because I'm like, no, like, no. Like, we need, no. To, we need to feel the full spectrum of emotions. We need to go where we don't want to go in order to get to where we want to be. Yeah, it's through that that we get to the good, juicy stuff. Yeah. I saw this patient the other day, and I asked him how he was doing, and he said, I'm smiling, you're smiling, so then everything is good. And I was like, well, if it's an authentic smile, then yeah, but I would rather have you come in here in tears yeah. than come in with a fake smile. Yeah. Because I don't care about that <laughs> yeah no like what's really going what's on? happening here yeah mm-hmm. like let's have a conversation about that stuff that's yeah. what I'm here for that's yeah. what I'm sh- I want to show up for it's so juicy and it's so good because when you get to help and then you can have these kind of conversations <laughs> yeah. right it's not superficial it's not like oh the weather it's so great and I had you know whatever yeah. pasta for dinner like I don't care <laughs> like, yeah. we get to talk about real life yeah and we get a better understanding of ourselves we start to realize we're not alone. Healing starts to take place when we're that vulnerable and authentic. Like, there's just so many. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Just so much to, like, so much to explore and so much to be had that, like, but we need to cross that, like, we need to find that edge or cr- cross that threshold or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we have to get through that. And, um, yeah, same with my clients when I'm just like, oh, how are you? And they're like, oh, I'm good. And I'm like, how are no, you no, how are you really? And they're just like, ah, and then they're just like so no, in their no, stuff, no. yeah. And I'm just like, all right, like that I can work with. And now we can, can work towards. Yeah, if you're just if you're good and like everything's great, then like what are you what are we doing? Yeah, waste of money at this point. Yeah, exactly. Like how how can I support you? You know, and it's not like you have to be bad in order. Or like not that. I don't know, you don't have to, like, things don't have to be really wrong in order to want to improve either. A hundred percent. you don't have to be in ro- at rock bottom in order to be, like, something needs to change. Like, I'm not connected enough, I'm not fulfilled enough, I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not living my purpose. And I know a lot of people get into that, like, complacency of, like, well, things aren't bad, like, I'm not... I should just be grateful. I should just be grateful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you're not living to your full potential. Your life doesn't look, at, like what you would dream it to be if you had everything and anything at your fingertips. So, yeah, there's always something to improve upon. Yeah. 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 And I think that is where people have a hard time finding that line because, yeah, of course we don't want to dwell in the shit, but we don't want to run away from it either. Mm -hmm. But then we also don't want to live in complacency. We want to be living at, like, the best possible scenario. Yeah, it's... It, there's so many ways of <laughs> navigating. Yeah, so many. <laughs> yeah, and like that's a, it's like okay, if your life is is good, like and you've worked to get to where you are, and you have a good you know family, and you're making money, like okay, that doesn't mean that you need to like tear it all down and restart somewhere else. You or don't maybe, have to hit rock bottom yeah. just to change things. Exactly, or maybe sometimes things, you yeah. do. <laughs> sometimes you do, but I think yeah. also the point is like. Don't wait until that happens. Yeah. Like, if there's some... Yeah, preventative maintenance yeah. to make sure that you are living in alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think now in my life I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, I I can find that... that I, I don't know. I can bring awareness to if I'm feeling restless because 
I want to avoid something or if I'm restless because like I'm not connected to something like what do I need to recommit to what do I need to bring in do I need to like leave my desk and you know carve out a day where I'm not doing any client calls and go play like go to the beach or go hiking or something or is there like like where what do I really need and I think that that's like one of the most valuable lessons or like practices that I've learned especially in the last couple of years um is really checking in with myself like not coming from a place of like my mind but tapping into what I actually feel not like I think I need to do this today and I need you know all the to-do list oh yeah you know but more (laughs) of like what does soul need like do I need the beach? Do I need to go hiking? Do I need to just, like, lay on my couch and watch Netflix? Do Is there something I'm avoiding? Like, where, where is that? And that takes time to, I think, like, really... It's a practice. Exactly. Because it's it, if we're not used to checking in with our soul and we're used to just living in ego all the time, then that's a super foreign concept. And, yeah. like, how do you know the difference? You know, like, it just, it does take practice. And honestly, I feel like so many people are going through so much stuff right now because they're being stripped away a lot of the things that keep them in that, like, logical mindset of, like, what needs to be done and <clears throat> remind them of who they really are and what it is that they want in their life and, like, what kind of reality they want to create. And I know I feel that super intensely in ways I've never... I mean, I'm... I was living very much by my head for a long time, which Mm -hmm. is easy to do when you're running a business because you have to be really logical. You have to be really tapped into that masculine side of, like, get shit done and, like, move on to the next task. Like, structure and, like, yeah, making sure that things are, like... Running smoothly. And so... Yeah, you birth a business, and there's that femininity to it, but, like, the masculine on a day-to-day basis, for sure, and it got to the point where, like, even the last couple of days, there have been so many things on my to-do list, and I'm like, but I just really need a nap. Yeah. And that's what happened, and there was no guilt that went along with it. It was, like, whatever mechanisms that I had subconsciously in place that would keep me from, like, fully connecting and honoring what my body needed, they have been erased. And I feel so like good. a lot of people are going through that purging right now mm-hmm. and that releasing, and it's str- it's the struggle bus. Because, yeah. like, that's... We don't want to let go of those things. Those are coping mechanisms that we created for a reason. Come on, they, it's what we... When we live from our mind, right, like, the structures, the to-do list, like, doing the responsible things, doing... The thing, like, walking the paths that have already been paved for us, you know, like, you know, following other people's uh, footprints, uh, living by expectations, like, sometimes not having to think for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's feel safe. Yeah. And it doesn't involve, like, tr- like, learning to trust yourself, like, and I know we both get this because, like, you went off on your own and, like, started your business. I quit my job and was just, like... <laughs> I guess I'm doing this. Yeah, screw the system. <laughs> I'm out of here. Like, you know, and just, like, it's it's scary stuff, but it really, like, brings you into, like, having to learn to trust yourself. Because if you don't trust yourself, like, it's you're not going to make it. It's just you. Yeah. Like, it's just literally just me doing this right now. Yeah. Yeah, so if I don't trust myself, then nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I know that for me, a lot of the different avenues that have opened up in my life have been presented to me. And it was the, the gut feeling that I had was like undeniable Yeah, where it was like, okay, this is the right decision. I don't know how the hell this is going to work, but I know it's going to work. And all I can do is trust that because the other option is 
not even an option at this point, like, with you and, like, your old job. You were just like, this is not, not I, we're, this is not sustainable. Yeah, I think I shared with you when I came in um, a couple weeks ago, I, I had already made the decision, like, Soul was already, like, bitch, we out. Like, we're done here. Like, why are we, why are you coming back in? No, we need to, like take action and I knew it and I was like okay yeah I'm gonna have the conversation I'm gonna give I curse a lot when I go yeah. <laughs> I've already cursed a lot yeah, so it's fine it's an explicit episode yeah, it's gonna, it's my fun. soul has a potty mouth um <laughs> yeah but like yeah soul was like we're out of here like why are we still here we're done here we've got stuff to do and um and I but like ego and brain was like no, I'm so scared to have the conversation. I was afraid to put in my two-week notice. Um, when I finally did put in my... Oh, wait. So before I had the conversation, um, I felt that conflict. It was like mind and soul, like, let's go. No, it's too... I need to have X amount of money saved or I need to have X amount of like clients and I whatever. And like, it was all that, that mind stuff. And then um, I was resisting the conversation. I was avoiding the conversation. And then I started having tinnitus. I started getting really, really dizzy. Like, I, I legitimately um, started to have, like, vertigo. Mm-hmm. I don't have vertigo. I don't have tinnitus or... Tinnit- yeah, tinnitus, tinnitus. Dep- I think it depends on whether you're British or not, <laughs> okay, whether it's yeah. tinnitus or tinnitus. I think it's tinnitus. <laughs> it's the ringing in the ears. That's what I call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it started having ringing in my ears to a point that my hearing went out. I, was, I would pick up the phone to talk to a patient at the clinic that I was running, and my hearing would go out. Oh, my God. And I would get Your up body I, was just like, bitch. Yeah. Leave. Yeah. No, and I, I felt like my body was like, all right, like, if you're not going to listen, then, you know, we're going to throw a little fit now. And... My body does that. Yeah. And, like, and that, that was, like, how I knew... I have, still have goosebumps. Like, that's how I knew. Like, Soul was like, no, we've already made this decision. Like, you already know that, like this is not for you anymore, you know your path, like, let's go, people need you, and it was terrifying, but then I gave in my two-week notice, and my boss, who is just a big a-hole, <laughs> I hope he hears this one day, <laughs> um, was a big a-hole, and, like, I put in my two-week notice, he fired the girl ahead of me, the day that I gave in my, my notice, he fired the girl ahead of me, um, or above me, offered me her job, <gasps> and a $25,000, like, bonus for the year or something crazy like oh that. Like, a significant, uh, yeah, which I was already mad because I was like, our jobs aren't that different. Why am I making so much less than her? But whatever, that's a different, <laughs> totally. different uh, talk, uh, topic. But, yeah, um, and was, like, I had invested in a coach for, like, doing a three-month uh, program with this coach. Um, I think like he could really use that money. <laughs> he, yeah, he legitimately was like, oh, um, good. well, I was supposed to start the program right when I was planning on quitting. So I was like the, the next week. Um, and he was like, oh, I'll give you the money. So like, I'll, I'll give you the investment back so you don't lose any money. I'll give you this big thing. Like you don't, ha- I'll take away all these doing duties. Doing the most. Doing the most, yeah, to keep me. And I was just like, it felt so good to be like. No. And of course mine was like, I mean, hello, like there's a big bonus there and like there's a promotion and like ego was like, you know, whatever. And I just was like, no, I've already decided. <laughs> it's already been, it's, it's already, already done. Been, yeah. It's already written. Like that's yeah. just it. That's just, it's done. And it was terrifying, but it felt so good because he legit told me you will never make money as a coach. You're not going to make it. You're going to fail. And it felt so good. 
I've never been, like, confrontational to him. I always just was like, okay, whatever, and yeah. just kind of roll my eyes. Um, because I never really had a reason to, like... Why engage with someone like that? It's exactly. just a waste of energy. But I did say, you have no idea who the fuck I am and what I'm capable of. And fuck, I was like, yes! <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. Yeah. And it felt so good to, like... I had, I had, like, wore these, like, little, <laughs> like, wore these little heels to that office on the last Feeling day. super badass. Yeah, and it felt so good to just be like, you have no idea who I am. Thank you for my last check. And, like, walk out and just hear my little, like, heels <laughs> stomp out. And it felt so good because I was, like, and I walked out. I got in my car. I cried because I was, like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Right. Like, how, where am I going to get, like. What did I just do? Yeah, at that point, like, I hadn't, ha- I wasn't, um, I didn't have a program launch. I didn't have anything figured out, but I just knew, like. Can't be here anymore. I can't be here anymore. Like, m- literally, my body is, like, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's wild. And I've been gone for three months now. Amazing. Yeah. That's. And it's not a shock, like, surprisingly similar to my decision to open my own clinic. Yeah. <laughs> like, unbelievable. And yeah. thankfully, I wasn't dealing with a-holes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, they did do the most to try and keep me. Um, and, yeah, it was just one of those things where it was, like, I was even being prepared beforehand, and I didn't even know it. Like, I was teaching yoga. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I woke up, and I was like, oh, shit, I can't teach anymore. Yeah. Just all of a sudden. It was just, like, if I have to teach one more class, like, I'm going to die. Like, yeah. that's how it felt. Yeah. And so it was just, like, okay, I trust that. I didn't know. I was a big, big part of my income. Yeah. Didn't know how I was going to make it up, but it, I just knew that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I was in a lease for two years. And so when this place came available, I was just, like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I have one more year there. I'm not going to leave them high and dry. And, and then it just turned out, like the lease was only for a year and it was going to be up the day before this place was available. And it was like, I called my friend who was leasing this place. And I was like, uh, you know, did you find somebody to like sublease it? And she was like, we were literally just going to call you this morning because we're going to put it up on Craigslist on Monday. If you're not going to take it. And I was like, it's mine. I'm taking it. Yeah. And it was, it was just the craziest, the synchronicities that had to take place in order for all, in order for everything. I was, it was. And so that, being open to that and being able to see all of that, even in months where I'm, like, struggling yeah. and, like, having to borrow money in certain instances. Like, I did get really sick in October, mm-hmm. and it was just me. And every single time was just, like, you were so divinely guided to be here. Just trust. Yeah. Like, everything has worked out so far. Even if the ways that you had to get money were not up to your expectations, you still made it. Courtney was on the street corner. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Please help me pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> a little cardboard sign. Yeah. I'll sing you a song. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was like, it just has worked out in ways that I never expected. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting too. Like when we try to control and I mean, there are instances where, like, things get really tough, right? Oh, and, like, we need to, like, hustle, right? Yeah, like, it's not like you're going to quit your job and, like, all of a sudden become this, like, six-figure coach. Like, you're going to struggle, but it doesn't... That's still what your soul is craving. Yeah. It's still where you're supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was so easy, too, because I was like, oh, well, since all of this is happening, as soon as I quit my job and I remove this toxic blockage garbage from my life, <laughs> like... Abundance is just going to fly in. 
oh, no. Mm-mm. Like, Sol was like, oh, but actually you need to work a little bit on your money mindset stuff. Oh, oh. then it just shows you all of the ways that you need to heal yeah. that were not available to you to see before. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, and I, like, yeah, because, I mean, I've been clocking in, you know? Like, I got paid for my presents, right? Like, I didn't even have to, like, do that. I mean, of course I did, but, like, you know, yeah, like, I, just you got, I just got paid to, to be there and to be a body there. And now, you know, as an entrepreneur, like you can put in 30, 40 hours a week and it not monetize in that. 70. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I work a lot. Yeah, I was going to say like 30, 40 hours is like putting it lightly sometimes because you feel like you always have to be working. You're on all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like at home, doing paperwork, mm-hmm. like travel. Yeah, just coming up with ideas, writing up. Content. Content. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I honestly, like I wouldn't change it for anything Anything. and I'm also learning that like this is the time I carve out for this and this is a time I carve out for this and like it's a a learning process yeah it's a practice just like anything else but it's just been like such a wild ride and yeah it just all comes back to trusting yourself and like practicing tapping in it doesn't mean that you know practicing tapping into your intuition yeah for sure yeah and it doesn't mean that like you know Anybody who's listening that's like, I'm going to go, like, quit my job tomorrow. You know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know you. Hey, if that's what your spirit's telling you to do, (laughs) just, like, don't expect it to be an easy journey. Yeah. yeah, It's going to be hard. You heard it here first. It's (laughs) not easy, but it's, like, it's also worth it because this is the first time in my life where I feel really free. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm, like, oh, my God, how am I going to pay my rent? Mm -hmm. Like, it, and then, but then the money shows up. It does. It shows up. It does. It just shows up because we're in alignment with our paths. Yeah, I know. I agree. Yeah. Thank you for listening to part one with me and Anna Lillianwall from Human Becoming. Part two is going to be out very soon. We wanted to shorten them down so that they were a little bit more easily accessible uh, to listen to instead of like an hour and a half altogether. Although I personally listen to podcasts that are an hour and a half and I just kind of pick up where I left off, but... I have found for the most part that people like to have them in in more digestible sizes. So part two will be out soon. We dive even deeper into spirituality and the sisterhood wound and so much more. Honestly, as much as I love part one, part two has my heart. It really does. And it is something that I honestly have listened to multiple times just to remind me of the power and the magic that we all have inside of us. So please stay tuned for part two. I hope you all are having an amazing holiday season. If you want more of this amazing content, go on to patreon.com slash make it sacred, become a patron for exclusive content there. If you love the podcast, please go and rate and review us on iTunes so that we can start to make our little way up to the top 200. That is the goal. And then, of course, go on to Anna Lillianwall's podcast, Human Becoming, rate and review her, 
because she's just amazing. And that being said, while I'm dying, (laughs) I'm like trying to get a cold over here and fighting my hardest not to get it. Anyways, um, you will, you will hear in the next part of this, the super awkward sign off that we have because neither one of us knows how to end a podcast. So that being said, I'm ending it now with an, with an, I love you. And I will talk to you soon.